love me, yeah, they love me. First, love yourself. And God, we trust. Trust me, I don't trust myself. Your jewelry, I get it took. Welcome back to It Is What It Is. This episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players. Underdog is available in more than 30 states, including California, Florida, Texas, and New York, just to name a few. Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. It will also match your first deposit up to $100, and you get a special pick when you sign up. I'm Treasure Wilson, a.k.a. Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. Hello, what's, what's good? good, man? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. Like that jacket, man. Yeah, Came man. Came in with the ski mask. I thought we was on that type of time, man. You got Black Air Forces on, nigga. <laughs> thought it was that type of time, nigga. I had the ski mask on. I was walking down down the thing, and I saw a few football players. What happened? You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> I had the ski mask on, so, so they put their head down. <laughs> All right. Have you, long, you know, we'll stop the show, nigga. <laughs> we'll stop the show keep right the now. keep the ski mask every now and then, you <laughs> That's know? That's a fact, man. Hey, and then today we got our analyst, Maurice Claret, in studio. Mo is in the building. What's up, man? Appreciate you, man. That's what's up, man. You Mo, in the you building, made man. it, finally. Yeah, man, it's good. I'm, yeah, I'm sitting here today. I'm pulling up. I'm like, I hate putting them headphones. There's no headphones. I'm like, we don't even need no headphones today. My man Mo is in the building. I need that Ohio State black. That Ohio State black is tough, man. That's tough, man. Super Bowl edition. Yeah, so it's Jacksonville against Ohio in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo. Yeah. That was crazy. That you reaching. You reaching. Yeah, that That's was wild reaching. Let the, let the public, let, public. Let, let's do a vote now. <laughs> yeah, let's. Jackson State, Jacksonville versus Ohio in the flesh is, is paused? In the flesh. And in the, now you're reaching. In the flesh what? I didn't say anything about a male. I don't understand. No, just, flesh. Yeah. Nah, he's reaching. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's reaching. Nah, bro. No, because I don't, I don't you got that one yourself Yeah, this time. that one you is reaching, bro. Right. Okay, and then yeah. before we start, I peeped the shirt, Maurice. Hey. Oh, okay. What's <laughs> up? I can't prepare. Man, nice. that's tough, bro. Greatest tough. show on earth. Yeah, man. Yeah. man. Listen, we got, after this, we got to, because I know you got everything lined up with the website and everything else. We just got to give you the information. We're going to get it together. So hopefully next week or the next two weeks, we got everything lined up. Cool. All right, Tito, that's, that's good with the pictures, Tito. You're killing, you killing them, man. Right. <laughs> 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 900 pictures from the same seat. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the questions. There's a viral clip of a fan calling Russell Westbrook a boy at a basketball game. So the first question is, would you be offended if someone called you boy like that? And then what do you guys think is acceptable and unacceptable behavior in sporting arenas, but also at music events, concerts, festivals? Like now that we're reaching this season where a lot of people are in person, what's acceptable and what is not? Maurice first. I don't know. Uh, the first answer is that I, I would be offended if anybody called me boy. Um, obviously, you know, you go to these sporting events and, you know, people get drunk and they get beside themselves and uh, what they call it, a Freudian slip. And how you may feel towards somebody, you may, you know, exercise your tongue to say, hey, boy, uh, go out there and play. So I would be um, offended by that. Um, I think it's, um, I think Russell handled it well, you know, saying going over to address the guy. Um, you know, uh, I think they always talked about these guys need to do a better job of uh, having security closer to the bench that helps to regulate the crowd. And so I think boy is, boy is cross line because it feels a bit racist. I think you can, I think there's an acceptable form of criticism that fans should be able to have. But once you get into racist undertones or racist remarks, I think like that crosses the line. I don't know what y'all feel about from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah, that uh, calling somebody boy is wow. It's just, I mean, you might as well call him a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he heard. That's what made him turn around when he yeah. heard "boy." Definitely, when you're playing playing sports, or I don't think people do that with music. I think they know if they do that with a rapper, that's going left super fast. You know? Yeah. So, but, but when I was asking, like, is there something like at a concert that somebody does or they have done that you'd be like, "Yo, that just crosses the line," right? You got people drinking, drugging, high, whatever they're doing, they enjoying themselves. And when I was thinking about it, like, is it something that crosses the line that a person like can do? You like, yo, this is too much, right? If somebody's throwing something on the stage, is that like considered like a boy in that space? 
Yeah, and I don't know. This some, is, they throw some on that stage. Is is all bets off? Got you. That's boy. That's nigga. That's whatever you want to call it. That's all of those things. If somebody throws something on stage, got you. Uh yeah. I just seen the video. Listen, white it is it, is levels to it, and totally in agreement with you. Like boi from black to black. Black on black, like same age group. What up, boy? Like, niggas be saying boy like that. Like, what up, boy? I just seen a video. That nigga's red. He not white. When a red <laughs> nigga call you boy, that is super duper problems, bro. Red <laughs> niggas calling black niggas boy? Yo, yo, boy. My boy. I'm telling you right now. Do not say call me boy, my boy. Because you are red. That nigga neck is red. That means it's some extra he racism. Said, hey, boy. Yeah. It's some extra hey, racism. There's some extra racism behind it when you're red. And when you got gray hair a little bit too, because you come from that era. It's either like if you got gray you hair. You lived in that time. Yeah, you in that time. Or if you super young, you learned that from a nigga from that time. Yeah. So I'm totally in agreement. I think it's too far. I think uh, Russell Westbrook did the right thing because at the end of the day, like, I'm just trying to think, put it in perspective. And it depends on where you at. It's almost, it depends on what state you in, what city you in, whatever. If somebody call you nigga and you pop on them, you probably might get away with it because it triggers you. So let's say we're in New York City and you go to, you, you, somebody says you nigger da, 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 and the nigga punches them in the face, they go to court. You get a black judge. Might get let go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get a white judge. <laughs> white judge might let you go to a New York City. <laughs> You know, it depends on if you're in the country or you're yeah, a Commonwealth state. Yeah, Kentucky, it's going to be yeah. a hate crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're in a Commonwealth state, it might be something totally different. It depends on your, uh, where you're at geographically at the particular time. But yeah, I think it's crossing the line to answer your question. I think more than white people, red people saying it is really, really, really disrespectful because that shit come from the gut, pause. That shit, they mean that shit. You know what I'm saying? Florida. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. Florida has its things. <laughs> yeah. And it absolutely. is what it is. Yeah. Okay. And I can't even disagree because the way he said it, it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit right with anybody, I think, when seeing the video. So I'm happy that Westbrook said something back because I would have felt some type of way. But, but did it. you see how, how cool he felt saying it even after he was addressing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all, all that stuff to me when you look at it, like, he was just, like, super comfortable. Like, yeah, boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at the end of the day, um, he probably, what he said was, I paid for the seats. He probably didn't think he's going to get kicked out. Like, these paid for, I get to do whatever the fuck I want to do or say whatever the fuck I want to say. And sometimes when you push buttons, that's what happens. You 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 spent all that money, and now you got to go. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've normalized using the term dog in sports. So a lot of people say you can only win championships and Super Bowls if you have dogs on your team. So how do you define a dog? And then would you who would you consider a dog on the 49ers and the Chiefs? Hold on. See, I have a sort of like two definitions and I'll kind of like try to describe like the essence. And there, there's one version of like somebody who's like a hard nose, not afraid of competition, uh, when in the heat of the moment, that person brings out what I call like a, a childhood fierceness to, you know, compete or stand out or something like that, right? And then there's another level when you look at somebody like, uh, and and my point is like Patrick Mahomes, somebody who when the pressure is on and you're in the heat of the moment that you have the ability to stay calm and sort of like there there's a dog sort of like physicalness, then there's a dog where... I'm composed in the midst of like all of this craziness going on. And so um, those are like my two definitions, but there's a lot of people who cower and sort of like shrink in, inside of like moments where they don't get that term. And so I would say um, Patrick Mahomes would be a dog to me for um, the Kansas City Chiefs and somebody like Trent Williams. You know, Trent Williams, I know uh, it's been noted that he has cancer or had cancer and just to overcome the adversities that he's become and to hold down the left side of that line uh, for the 49ers, those are two people that I believe uh, have sort of like dog-like mentalities and uh, fit my definition. Um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to that comment, I used to think like people were lying when they say this person's a dog or this guy's a dog. 
because my definition was like yours. You know, I when I think of a dog, I think of territorial, no matter what kind of dog it is. It's territorial. So that means in this space, I control this space. So that's what I kind of look for. People that have that will to say, yeah, you're good out there, but in here, I'm the best person in here. So, but what I think about is different kind of dogs, you know? You got the big dogs, then you got the little dogs, you know? And the little dogs always bark a lot, but they're not really going to do anything. So I think when it comes to sports, you have that same thing. Like we talk about Pat Beverly, or we talk about Ant-Man. You know, it's different. It's different type of dogs, and then there's people who used to be dogs. They're neutered. They they don't they don't <laughs> go as hard as they pause. They used to. They <laughs> they've been trained to do something different. So that's what I would say. But when it comes to um, the other question was on the Forty ers They got they got a lot of dogs on that team. I would agree. I, I was going to ask a question today. Is there any difference? Um, like, is there a difference between the Mamba mentality and the dog mentality? I don't know why that came to my mind as you were talking, but I was like, you know, is, is the Mamba mentality considered something that somebody that you would say is a dog? Mamba mentality is more like, when I think of when people use the Mamba mentality, it's supposed to be like that cobra, like that black snake that comes in and just do whatever is necessary to win, take over. Yeah, for, for me... I know, like, I, I used to deal when I was younger with a lot of females that's older. They call me a dog all the time because I, I didn't do what they liked for me to do. Now you're a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> you just a bitch-ass nigga if, if you ain't want to do that. You're a dog. Or you'd be like, yo, that's my dog. Oh, yo, yeah. that, yo, that nigga like that, that's my dog. Dog could be used to mad different shit. Yeah. As far as sports is concerned, I think both of you guys had great points as far as dog. You could use a bunch of different people. Uh, Mace made a great one as far as um, Pat Beverly. You know, he, he's that little dog that's just annoying that goes crazy. And yeah, then talking at everybody. Yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, he going crazy. And um, as far as the thing you said with Kobe Bryant, like, and Mace made a great point because, you know, mom was supposed to be like the black snake. But if you're comparing it to the dog, whatever the highest, toughest dog there is, that's what you can compare Kobe Bryant to. You know what I'm saying? And, um, as far as picking dogs on both teams, I would have to say if I'm picking one from each team, I'm definitely going to go with Patrick Mahomes because the last year, or maybe even last year, you know, he was cool his first four or five years, or maybe he wasn't, but the camera's catching him spazzing, going crazy on the sidelines, caring, giving a fuck. When shit's not going his way, yelling at referees, I'm like, oh, that's what's going on. We may not have caught that because they trying to keep him safe. He got the complexion to stay safe. Yeah, he got so, the complexion so for the protection. They, they like, oh, nah, but that nigga's a dog. And um, on the 49ers, I'm going to say Bosa. I like Bosa a lot, man. Bosa goes hard, man. And mm-hmm. he takes no plays off. So those are my two dogs for the Super Bowl if I had to pick. Is he racist? Yeah, I, you know... I love him because he's from Ohio State. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about him. I didn't know about that. I, <laughs> is he racist? No, so, so he, he, he constantly, <laughs> he, I, I don't, so I, I, I can't, so I can't defend him, but I know what you're talking about. It was, um, they seemed that he was following a bunch of the conservative websites, right? Mm-hmm. And so anybody who you see white and they think they're conservative, you you automatically think that they're racist. That's, that's what they basically put on him. And then they went through a, um, a series of Twitter feeds where he liked a bunch of Trump-esque sort of like comments or people who were doing like rallies and all this other stuff. And so they tagged him with that, right? But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, you know, his, his, his pops, are not his pops, his grandfather uh, has a history of organized crime. So they say his, his grandpops used to run organized crime for Al Capone in Chicago. And then they brought it all <laughs> the way down to the father moving down to Florida. And they, they did this whole little uh, series excuse me, they did this whole little series on Twitter about uh, him basically liking all these extreme conservative people. So 
they kind of put him in that bucket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, he can sack people, so they leave it alone. <laughs> Everything you said sound like the modern day black nigga to me. <laughs> they like the mob. <laughs> Niggas like Trump for giving them the the, 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 the PPP money. This sounds like the mob. I don't see nothing racist about what you just told me. This sounds like the modern day black nigga. Nigga, watch all of the mob movies. Yeah. Watch all of the mob crime shit. They can't wait for Trump to get back because they think Trump going to give them some more money. That reparation. Yeah. They're banking on it. Yes. I, I ain't nothing racist. he don't like niggas. Yeah. I ain't shit racist. I, so I, I don't shit. know. I, I get where you was coming from with it, but, you know, I don't know. I ain't gonna do that to him. I ain't right. shit. Yeah, I, ain't, I don't. I don't know he's racist. I just asked. No, that the was question. a good question. I get what you said. I ain't gonna do that to him because niggas want Trump to win the and his father down with the crowd, uh, with the with the mob. That ain't his fault. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think most people will vote for Trump if he if he promised the reparations. Niggas voting for him without that right, right now. Nigga <laughs> 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 killing. <laughs> It's wild. I say like this: It's wildly acceptable, and I don't know why. But I honestly, I do. I do know why. Joe Biden. I don't. This ain't a, this ain't a political platform. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris did such a horrible job. With what's going on right now? That people remember life being better with Trump. And so I see more black people openly saying like, "Yo, uh, I care about my well-being. I care about my life." And Trump helped me do it. And I think that if he runs, I thought DeSantis was going to win. But I think if Trump runs, if Trump runs, he's going to win. But he's going to have more black people voting for. I'm not going to comment on any of the politics, but make sure y'all go vote. Okay, so we know the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Everyone around the world is watching people perform on what we would call the biggest stage. Seizing the moment isn't only for athletes, but also entertainers and other professions. So in everyone's opinion, what does it take to seize the moment? You first, Mo. <laughs> oh, this your day, Mo. Nigga, <laughs> Mo, get in the studio and don't want to work. <laughs> Yo, this what you doing, Mo? Nah. No, uh, so, so when, you, when you talk about seizing the moment, man, um, I don't This this question came, the, the question is like a two-part question. It's something else I was thinking about. So I was thinking about Kyle Shanahan and I don't know why, but I remember when he when they dropped. Well, he's an officer coordinator then, but they dropped the um, the championship when he was with um, the Atlanta Falcons as the coordinator, and then he dropped the championship with um, the Forty ers back in what is it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. And I said, if he loses this, will he be classified as uh, Dan Reeves? Remember for Buffalo Bills, yeah. and it made me think. I was like, you know, like one, will he get that? Will he get that tag as the guy who can't seize the moment? But then also, what does it take? You know what I'm saying? If if the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott doesn't show up and he doesn't seize the moment, you attack him as like the worst quarterback who can't, can't, can't get past that moment. And from a coaching standpoint, I believe that having to win championship games and championship moments and, and seizing the moment, I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm juggling two, three, two or three different topics in my head, but how about you go and let me reframe my thoughts so I don't sound jumble as I answer the question? Okay. When when it comes to when it comes to something like this, what it takes to seize the moment, I think you gotta be mentally prepared no matter what you're doing. Um, it takes it takes definitely the people around you, your team and stuff like that, to make sure that you're not distracted. Um, because a lot of people get moments and shy away from them. And I think it's the same thing that happened in sports that happens in, in music or anything else. Just the moment be too big for them. Like they're they're not they're not prepared. Like I'll I'll give a story. It was one guy, he used to always ask me, he say, Yo, man, I wanna I wanna I wanna go out there and perform with you, right? Pause. Like he wanna go out there and perform. I say, Yeah, you're gonna I'm gonna let you be the hype man. So we go out and I think we was like at a stadium or something. And he came out and he was just going, throw your hands in the air, right? <laughs> but I thought the nigga Mike wasn't on, but the nigga hyperventilated. Like, he lost his voice. He got that scared. And I was like, yo, Mike ain't on. But his mic was on. <laughs> he was so scared the nigga lost his voice. And when we got on stage, I was like, yo, you good? It's like his voice came back as soon as he got off stage. He was that nervous on the inside. 
So you think a lack of well, you think a lack of preparation yeah. is why people don't seize the moment. A lack of preparation. Lack um, of preparation. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree. Listen, I wasn't there, but <laughs> nah, dead ass. I, but I remember Mace getting ready to go get a record deal with Jermaine Dupree, or was supposed to be with Jermaine Dupree, but months of preparation to go to this party to make sure that when he gets there. He doesn't fumble the ball. That's crazy. I remember that. Nigga yeah. was in the... In 123rd Street. Practicing right? on and, the speaker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Practicing months that and same months and, and listen, and that's what I'm saying too, is that you got to practice three, four months and then get there and freeze. Everybody's not ready for these lights. Yeah. Everybody's not ready for the stage. Everybody's not ready for different moments. Even in sports, it's different levels. It's If, if it's basketball, just for example... It's, it's the first round of playoffs. Then it gets bigger in the second round. Then it gets bigger in the conference final. Now you're in the finals. The lights are different and the, the circumstances are different each uh, level you go to. Same scenario for me, yeah. like when Mace had his deal and it was time for me to go get my deal. He, he just picked me up one day and I don't know what's going on, but that's why you got to stay ready yeah. so you don't have to get ready. He picks me up. And we driving and we go to Biggie's house. So we're going, now we're going to get the deal. Biggie throwing 15 beats. I rap for 40 minutes straight. Yeah. Straight. Oh. Nonstop. This is my opportunity, bro. This is, imagine I get to embarrass him and look, not just myself embarrass him. That could have been it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that, different raps. You yeah, never said the same yeah, rap yeah, in 40 it, minutes. For 40 minutes. Imagine I embarrass myself, embarrass him. And then nigga like, I can't ain't ready for this. You get what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. have to be ready for whatever moment goes on because, like Mason said, that kid who hype, I don't know, I wasn't there, but imagine that kid, it's almost like that cartoon where the frog is singing when nobody's looking and then you lift the curtain <laughs> up and the nigga can't sing no more. <laughs> imagine when the mic, when the show is over, niggas start trying to tell Mace, Nah, I got some shit, though. I'm like, <laughs> like, nah, you just had a chance. People come up to me a lot and say, yo, Cam, I want to get on. Cam, I want to get on. And if I got time, I'd be like, all right, spit some shit. This is the worst thing you ever could tell me. What you want to hear? The shit to get you out of a better situation yeah. that you in now, nigga. Say whatever you think going to get you out. Of so what kind of shit you want? All right, I'm out. Yeah. I'm nigga, not, like, what you want to hear? Yeah, I got yeah, some of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like, whatever's going to get nigga, you out the hood. whatever's going to get you out the hood, yeah. that's what we need to hear. Exactly. So when it comes to sports um, and coaches, to me, I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't hold a lot of responsibility because they do, because they have to call right plays. They have to make adjustments through, throughout the game, so on and so forth. But sometimes you got a coach that's prepared and the players is not prepared. So you drop the right play to run the right route, the right schemes, and a nigga keep dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. And then you lose your third straight NFC conference or whatever it is. So it's looking like he can't get the job done, but this nigga has seven drops. Yeah. So at the same time, I, a lot goes on coaching when it comes to um, drawing up, dialing up the right shit. But football is the ultimate team sport mm -hmm. because it does. So you got coaching, you got the players, you got the GMs. Now you got the GM, you and your coaches arguing with the G, the coaches arguing with the GM. Yo, you drafted this nigga. He a regular season nigga. He can't catch in the playoffs. Yeah. You pick this nigga. You know, it's this is the ultimate team sport because there's so many people that have to be on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. niggas only play well at home too. That's what I'm learning. It's like they get all they get on the road and just forget everything. But even 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 to build off of that, I, I started thinking about uh, when Pete Carroll had fucked up against uh, who who was they playing when he when he threw the ball on the two yard line. The Patriots, yeah, yep. you know what I'm saying where where the coach fumbled in the moment, <laughs> absolutely, and you don't yeah. you don't seize the moment, right? I remember that. Yeah, and, and so you got and, Marshawn Lynch but, sitting right there. Yeah, and Mar yeah. But I I learned more about it here. Marshawn Lynch gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Pete messed up in the moment, and he called the wrong play. But then I'm thinking about Kyle Shanahan, and I'm thinking like, if he if he doesn't do this or if he doesn't seize this moment, like what what does he become? You know what I'm saying? What does his legacy become? What do you start to paint him as? Because we'll do it to a player, but when it comes to a coach, like, 
it becomes all of these subjective variables that gets moved and it becomes more about the player. So I don't know. My, my mom was thinking like that. And, um, and the only reason I thought about that because they talked about, when you talked about yesterday about Andy Reid and him going in back to back and, and uh, Steve Nay has said, what will, what will make more for somebody's career? Would it be for Kyle Shanahan to lose this or for Andy Reid to go ahead and seize the moment and win back to back? And he said it'll be more detrimental to for um, Kyle Shanahan to yeah. lose. He got like nine pro bowlers on that team. It's no way he's supposed to lose that game. Well, well, but he's going to lose. Yeah, well, well, the thing about it is, sorry to cut you off, Marta. Um, we got to, you know, because Andy Reid is having all this success with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to remember, he did a decent, he's doing almost maybe the equivalent job that Andy Reid did in Philadelphia. You know, Andy Reid was a sensational coach in Philadelphia, but he couldn't go get over the hump. He went to a Super Bowl. He, you know, he went to a conference championship, but he never won. Yeah, he never won. And I'm just going off the top of my head because I don't know exactly Kyle Shanahan's record and what he's doing, but he's always getting right there and not getting over the hump. And Andy Reid did the same thing in Philly. He changed his, uh, he, you know, he left Philly. It was a mutual decision because they didn't want to say we're firing Andy Reid because he's lovable. But he goes to Kansas City and has all this success, but they didn't look at him as a bad coach either at the same time. That's a good point. Well, speaking of Andy Reid, at the pace that they're going, do you guys think with the young Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid will go down as one of the greatest coaches in NFL history? Oh, I, I believe Odd so. Question, but yeah. No, I, I believe so. And it's strictly off of um, just the age of Patrick Mahomes. And if you look at how they've gotten to the Super Bowl or some of the contributing factors has been more centered around defense, right? And then I think, like, when you go on the offseason, you're going to say, man, you know, we could take miles off of Patrick Mahomes and we can um, preserve him and make sure that we have a stellar defense and we don't we don't have to win every game through our, our star quarterback. And I believe, like, when you define coaches, <clears throat> excuse me, when you, you, when you define greatness and you define coaches, a lot of stuff is how many championships somebody has. And I don't care if you're a player or not. When Patrick Mahomes look at, uh, what age did Tom Brady uh, finish playing? 45, 44? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize that the, that the rules are slanted for that. It's hard for me to believe that Patrick Mahomes ain't going to win three, four, five more Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to believe, like when you read articles, like like nobody walks away on top. You know what I'm saying? Like we've never seen somebody have a bunch of success, uh, business, life, music, I don't care what you have. And they just like, yeah, I'm just about to walk away on top. So I don't see him leaving Patrick Mahomes anytime soon which then I believe would make Andy Reid, in my, my opinion, have the most championships and go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, I don't know. Like, it's too early to tell for me. Like, you got to realize, um, I don't know how long Bill was there at the Patriots when Tom won, but Tom won three in a row, three out of four, when he first, first got there. Patrick Mahomes got two. They've been to four. But they got two. And to stay in, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? As much as we look at Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's uh, career together, it's, it's tremendous. They went to nine or 10 Super Bowls out of 20 years. And they won six, seven. They won seven, mm -hmm. which is uh, amazing, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It looks good. It, it, it if they stay on track, of course they're going to be the best duo uh, ever, but staying on track is not easy. Super Bowl, that's why I give Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, um, so much credit. As much as we love Dan Marino, he's never won the Super Bowl. As much as we love Peyton Manning, he won one really, and he won one because his defense won a one. You know what I'm saying? Eli Manning, two, two Super Bowls by accident. Ben Roethlisberger, two Super Bowls. <laughs> per yeah, you know what I'm saying? And look, look, a lot of people consider uh, probably to about two, three years ago as Aaron Rodgers to be maybe the best quarterback ever. Not because of his championships, because of his accuracy, his athletic ability, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And uh, Tom Brady can never be like him. And even though Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls, I'm just saying this is the shit that niggas say, but he has one Super Bowl and hasn't been back to one. So um, it's easy to say if they continue, yeah, but are they going to continue? And the NFL is pretty tough. What do you think? 
Um, I think I think when it all goes down, Title Town will be like one of the winningest places. <laughs> I gotta tell the truth. I I mean I know Killer said it's early, but you know how you said when you saw LeBron, when you saw LeBron as a high school kid, you knew what he was gonna be moving forward. I think this is a foregone conclusion unless somebody like really get hurt. If they if they don't um experience no major injuries, this is gonna be a definitely a dynasty to come. Okay. And then before we go to break, who do you think is under more pressure? Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes this Sunday? I would have to say Brock Purdy. And the reason I would say it is because this is twofold. I think um, the attention that Cam Newton put around the game manager, game changer thing, that becomes like the national conversation. And then the national conversation becomes uh, you have all of these pro bowlers, you have all of these tools around you, and you should win because you have the better team. And what they're requiring you to do to win isn't the same thing that they're requiring uh, Patrick Mahomes to do to win. And so that's what I believe Brock Purdy. And I think the, I think, I think what I think the national conversation is that Brock Purdy has to do less because he has more help and he just has to manage. So I think if people are requiring you to do less, I think that that becomes more pressure than Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes has kind of been here before. And so I, I would say Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree because you didn't have like Cam always said, you only you had one job. With all of this talent around you, mm-hmm. all you had to do was manage it. If he ends up if he ends up losing, then it looks like what else could I have put around you yeah. to help you win? And I think that that comes to be a, a great issue. And also when you think of the 49ers, you just don't how could I say it? They they're the favorites. So if you're the you're the favorites, that's also the pressure is on you. The pressure is not on us. We already won last year, and we're back to get a second one. And, 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 no, and everybody talks about you know just Kyle Shanahan this being a system, and I think when people think that hey the things that you're supported by the system should uphold you, it kind of like makes it like okay you know you can put uh, an average Joe in here to go ahead and complete his job. So I think Brock Purdy is sitting there and I think like this is a this is a significant moment. And I don't know, I think this is kind of like his Eminem moment. You know what I'm saying? You got to lose yourself in the moment. And the person who's not supposed to be the victor uh, has to seize the opportunity to, to to throw it back in everybody's face and say, yo, you know, uh, I, I knew I could be here. I knew I wasn't. What, what is the last pick in the draft called again? Mr. Mr. Relevant. Relevant. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Mr. Irrelevant. I'm the Baker Mayfield of like the the, the Rudy Bunch. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to disagree with both of you guys. I'm going to say the pressure is on Patrick Mahomes to win more than Brock Purdy because what happens is if Brock Purdy wins, and I'm not disagreeing with you guys' point. Y'all made great points. I'm disagreeing with society. Yeah, They're going to say, well, he's the new kid on the block. He had the best QBR this whole season anyway. Uh, this is really his first season. He got injured last year. He didn't even really fit play in the playoffs because he got hurt. His first full season playing as a starter, he makes it to the Super Bowl, best QBR, and then beats the person that y'all call the best quarterback of this new era. So if that happens, you're going to start hearing all this chirping. Nah, Brock Purdy, eyed First season, make it to the Super Bowl, and he beat Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It's up to Pat Mahomes to stop this shit now before <laughs> niggas start talking about this shit all, in the old, all season. Yeah, you're right. And start talking about, nah, I'm just, I'm just saying, nigga did beat Pat. And I'm just saying, this is really his first full season because he did get hurt last year. And he did have the best QBR in the NFL this year. I'm just saying, I would go with Brock Purdy over Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, this is up to you because this is what everybody will hear, especially from... The 49er fans and anybody else and the younger generation, because you know now, if you're 16 years old, you're looking at Brock Purdy as the new young person. So put that shit to a stop if you don't want that shit to go on all season. So my answer is more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the young niggas will switch up. That's a fact. They'll be like, yo, he won his first championship just like 
Pat Mahomes did. He yeah. wasn't there for that season. Yeah, the first, but the first full year starting and all, like that shit will go all off season, my nigga. And the nigga did have the best QBR in the league this year. All good points. Okay, y'all. We're going to go to break. And when we return, we will discuss coaches. Welcome back. Now let's get into our underdog fantasy picks of the day. Tonight, the Celtics will play the Wizards. Underdog fantasy has Jason Tatum at 27 and a half points. Do you have him higher or lower? Mace. Jason Tatum's 27 points. Higher. Higher. It's the Wizards. Okay. Kyle Kuzma is at six first quarter points. Do you have him higher or lower? Cam. Lower. <laughs> lower. Okay. And Jordan Poole is at 19 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Do you have him higher or lower? Mace. Higher. 19 what? 19 and a half points, rebounds and assists. It then got the Jordan Poole. You got the all that in for <laughs> yeah. 19 points from yeah. this nigga. All that in for 19 <laughs> points. <laughs> Sit down, see your slice of pizza and be quiet. <laughs> That's what nigga said you should have said murder. Nigga said you should. Nigga said he ice spice. He said that's what he should have yeah. told ice spice. I was right about this. I told you, you when we it. go to Chocolate City, right? right. I did call it. I 19. said there's going to be too many baddies in Chocolate City. Yo, fam. Yeah, that, that is a lot of statistics just to have 19. I'm going to say over because that's crazy. <laughs> right. I haven't been watching the Wizards, so I don't know, but you you go from being, it was the Splash Brothers and the pool party to 19 steals, rebounds, assists, turnovers, haircuts, bitches, everything you can put into number 19, <laughs> nigga. I'm going to pray his eye nigga. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Download the Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks too. We are joined back with our analyst, Maurice Claret. Okay, so we always have something to say about players not being able to close out important games. Coaches aren't any different. So if Kyle Shanahan doesn't get it done this weekend, how do you think this will impact how people view him? Maurice first. Yeah, I got a uh, touched on earlier, Pauls. And um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I really believe that, I don't know. I, I think two ways about this because Cam said that he was like, you know, when Andy Reid was with Philadelphia, that is correct. You, you kind of went to a bunch of conference championships. You've went, to, you, you, you almost got to, you almost got to the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens and all the stuff that took place there. They get the Super Bowl with them. That, 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 he messed his yep. ankle up. That was the yeah, Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so like that made me like rethink it. But he's also had a chance to redeem himself with Kansas City, and so I don't know. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, will, will Kyle Shanahan get labeled as somebody that becomes a modern day Dan Reeves? And for people who don't know who Dan Reeves was. Uh, back in the early 90s, uh, the Buffalo Bills had played. This is when the Cowboys thought they had the glory years, right? Uh, they played. Who, who, who did they lose to in the Super Bowl? They lost like three out of four. They lost four straight. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, where they kept getting to the championship and they kept not being able to close. And storylines in sports rewrite, rewrite themselves all the time where somebody from the past gets compared to somebody that's present. And I thought, I was like, man, would that be Kyle Shanahan? Because his... his, his um, the champion, not the champion, the Super Bowl that they lost in Atlanta, they were up by a bunch of points. And people feel that there was a lack of offensive execution that was tied to him that didn't take place in the second half that was supposed to take place in the first half. And then when he lost with San Fran, they thought that it was the same thing. And so I didn't know if they would look at him as like the modern day Dan Reeves. But when you talk about, you know, Andy Reeves being able to redeem himself, just kind of make you rethink it. So I don't know. Um, I'm just be brief about it. I think that made a great point with them not putting up enough points. Uh, when he was in Atlanta, they, everybody fumbled in Atlanta. We ain't just gonna do that to him. Defense, everybody fumbled when they lost that Super Bowl <laughs> in Atlanta. That was just 
That, that, and I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame y'all to Atlanta. I don't know if you from Atlanta today, Mesa, where you're from. But I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame Atlanta too because because them niggas started partying at halftime. Niggas is doing they niggas two chains every day. JD, all these niggas in the crowd going crazy. They had to win. <laughs> niggas was going crazy at halftime, my nigga. And they and they all fumbled, so I'm not gonna put that. I'm gonna put that on Atlanta as a city. That was just fucked up as a whole city. Everybody fumbled, the the fans included. As far as the 49s are concerned, look, you only get a certain amount of time before people get saying, "What what are, what are we doing?" Only person I ever see in my life get 20 years without winning a championship, and niggas be like. Mark Jackson race. What like what are we doing? Like what's going on? Is Jerry Sloan? I've never seen. Even though it took it took Deron Williams and them <laughs> niggas to be like, yo, I'm tired of coaching this, that, and the third. Jerry Sloan never was questioned. Never like, are they gonna fire him? I don't know because his Utah was going on out there, or whatever. They're he was nowhere. never <laughs> under the gun for his job. The nigga coached twenty years for the same team and never won a championship, and nobody ever said. Well, you think it's time to get rid of Jerry Sloan? God bless the dad. And I'm like, yo, that, he got his job on lock. Everybody else, you got a time limit to do what you need to do. What I'll say is this in, this in Kyle Shanahan's favor is this. Whether it's with San Francisco or somebody else, he's 44 years old. And for a head coach, that's super young, yeah, yeah. super young. So he has a lot of time, whether it's with the 49s or somebody else to get it right. Okay. I think that's what that... That's what he probably is going to have to hang on to because come Sunday, it's going to be title town. So we look forward to seeing you, Kyle, in the future. Sunday's just not your day, you know. It's like I want y'all to lose just so OJ can say what he needs to say on Sunday. Okay. So after so many openings and changes with coaching jobs, Bill Belichick is unemployed. So are you surprised? And what do you think his next step should be? Or he's first. Um, I'm not surprised. And the reason that I'm not surprised is that I think if you're an owner, you naturally say to yourself, he's a personality that's coming in and he doesn't have a ton of years left on the car. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have, you know, a five or 10 year career left. And so why would I sit him here to... You know, um, why, why would I sit? Why would I sit him here to occupy a space that a younger coach could basically do, where they can develop and things of that nature? And uh, I don't believe that. Um, what I'm not surprised. I guess I'll go from there. I mean, I'm I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a job. I really believe that he would be a great fit for the city of Atlanta because they've been there so many times that they almost need somebody like Belichick, even in the last of his years, to be in that position and be in that facility, but even, giving even, them championship culture. But just so, so say like this, even knowing that he may have, let's say, five years of best, you, you, you'll take yeah. him, let me get five years to, to, help, to help us turn this around at the latter part of your career when you can go get a Kyle Shanahan or uh, somebody else who may be younger. Shanahan? Shanahan haven't won yet. I got, I got you. You get what I'm saying? If you're trying to bring that culture, sometimes you got to bring the culture to the building first, you know? So once people start understanding this is what it takes to win, then they can duplicate that and you could bring somebody in that's coaching with them. And as, he, as you phase him out, now that culture is in Atlanta because so many times Atlanta have been heartbroken in the Super Bowl. So... You need somebody that know what they're doing. Not just somebody who can get there, but somebody who knows what it takes to win. Let me, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. So what would you really, like, so why do you think that he's not basically been invited onto a team? Like, what could be the reason that coaches are saying, like, yo, you know, we don't want the personality, the 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 persona of Bill Belichick in the office? Um, for Atlanta, pride. Pride. You know how some people, like Mark Jackson said it the other day, I'm sticking with that statement. People want to win on their own terms, terms and, they, and they don't win that way. Sometimes you got to let somebody come in the, in the team, take over it, and just do what they need to do so they can win. But right now, Atlanta doesn't have that, and they've had some, gr some good players over the years. No doubt about it. 
Atlanta has a coach already, Mace. I don't know if you heard about it or not. No, I know. Just saying. Even though I keep talking about Atlanta, if they already hired somebody, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. No, he said, "Why you think he doesn't have a job?" I said, he, "They they could have brought him there and brought that culture there." It's, it's too late now. Why even yeah. bring it up? I don't, I don't. I don't get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> they got a coach. They hired somebody already. Why are you still trying to bring him to Atlanta if they hired somebody already? I'm. It's a Vegas thing. I guess that, I was sitting down with the that, mayor. No, nah, now I can see what's going on today with you. You even got a feeling Atlanta. It's the same thing Jermaine Dupree did. Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, where you Atlanta? Yo, what's the best place in Atlanta? The Hawks. Yo, everything is JD was up here. No, everything. because they interviewed Bill Belichick. But they hired somebody yes. else. Right. No, I know. I'm saying that's why, that's why I brought that up. And they interviewed him after... Uh, JD was here when he went to the interview. JD DM me saying, "See, told you, Atlanta." What I tell you, kill? I say, "Hey, nigga, calm down." He, he go to Atlanta. He go to Atlanta. Look, I'm not knocking this shit. Um, Bill Belichick, um, one of my probably you know for years, Popovich, my favorite basketball coach, and he's my favorite football coach. But a lot of people uh, see how he disregards is I don't I don't know what's the, what's the right word to use. I don't want to say disregard, but when he's through with you, he kind of be like he's through with you like Wes Welker, he's through with you like, you know, I'm fitness for Wes Welker. Oh, uh, Randy Moss, you think you all that even though you caught a billion touchdowns this year. Well, we don't need you anymore, Randy Moss. Tom Brady, uh, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. We're to a point where John Tom Brady has to go over Bill Belichick to Robert Kraft to be like, get this nigga out of here with this Garoppolo shit. He's very, um, seems cold. I don't know if he's cold in real life or not, but it's like even when Tom Brady was leaving the Patriots, it wasn't no, yo, Tom, thank you for the job you've done. We appreciate everything you brought to the organization. I know I drafted you, but you went past expectations. He's very cold and callous when it's time to stop fucking with you. <laughs> and he's dismissive. Even his his speech when he left the Patriots, it was like, you know, thank you, Mr. Kraft. We appreciate it. It was cold. It wasn't like heartfelt. It wasn't like, yo, the Patriots gave me the best years of my life. You know, I coached at the Browns. I coached in New York. But this was the success that I've been looking for. I want to thank you, Mr. It was not heartfelt whatsoever. And he may not be a player's coach at 71, 72. So you're sitting there and you may ask your GM, you may ask your primetime players, what are you thinking? And they may be like, I don't know. I'm not sure about fucking with this nigga. It's the same thing like with Kobe Bryant, God bless the dead. And towards the end of his career, I used to be like, damn, nobody gonna wanna play with Kobe, bro. He can't recruit nobody, bro. After, after the secretary said, nobody gonna wanna play with this nigga. I think it's too, demands too much, which I'm not mad at. I'm from now. He's too cold-hearted. He's mad if he gets to the gym before you. If practice is at 6, why are you not there at 3.30? <laughs> you know, so I was saying that towards the end of his career. I said, it's going to be hard for Kobe to get niggas to want to come play with him as free agents because he demands too much, which that's why he's the champion he is. And I'm not relating Bill Belichick to Kobe Bryant. But he may not be the coach for this generation. And we just said the head coach is 44 years old for the 49ers. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you That's know what I'm saying? So, Killer yeah. just ruined his whole future. <laughs> he said he's not the coach for this generation. No, no, seriously, because I, I hope it's true, but I'm saying yeah, No, listen, when I was, this is what I was saying was, to me, my opinion was the best scenario for Bill Belichick, my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. is that if they got rid of McCarthy in Dallas and brought Bill Belichick and you got a quarterback this season, you got a good defense, you got uh, Lamb, who's a great receiver, y'all are right on the cusp of it, get bump bumped in the first round. That would not have happened with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick get this same team there in the Super Bowl next year. Okay. No, yeah, no, yeah what, what, what yeah. I was going to say... When you, when you hear a bunch of people who've played for the Patriots, they always talk about the Patriots way and where people become, uh, they say you'll win, but you may not like how the Patriots go about 
winning or the, the expectation or the demand of it. You know what I'm saying? And when you start talking about Kobe, that made me think about people not being able to hold up to the demands of Kobe and people feel like Kobe's sunning them and like, yo, like we're not here for all that. We all professionals. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder, I wonder if that goes into Jima's mind where you say like, where you'll say, Hey, he's a winner. He has that winning culture, but will he demean everybody else in the process? You know what I'm saying? Or will he be, mm -hmm. and I think the, the, the word I was thinking of, like he's stoic, right? you know what I'm saying? Like real cold hearted stoic. And, yeah. and I, I don't know. I, I, it just makes me think like, that is probably the reason that they're like, yo, let, let's let, let the old dog move on. The same, the, the same people who called up and said, don't let, what's his name, Hassan Tyrone Campbell in. They're like, yo, let's keep him out too mm -hmm. and, and move on from him. So I don't know, that, that, that probably was a conversation. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to think about it. Bill Belichick probably wants a lot to coach as well. He has mm -hmm. a great resume. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need this. I need that. I need that. And it's like, hold the fuck on, Bill. Calm the fuck yeah. down. You ain't won shit since Tom left. Tom done won shit and then broke out and got retired. You still ain't win nothing. So I don't know what his demands are, but you can imagine the leeway he got with the Patriots, even being a GM for all these years. Right. Okay. So when we debate the greatest players, there's a lot of factors that vary. So do you guys view coaches through the same lens or do you think championships solely define coaching legacies? I don't know. I, I think of it two different ways. Um, there's the there's the vein of defining great coaches by people who talk about the personal impact that the coach had on their life. You know, um, when you talk about being a player's coach and just people either making you a better person or I hear how when we talk to Mark Jackson and you hear about all these um, these one-liners that he has and there's so much wisdom and, and people be, people look at Coaches is like father figures and, and they become great in that regard. And But then from a vein standpoint, I would say um, the championships is what ultimately separates everybody. I think when you're a player and you talk about your favorite or talk about who's the best, there's a bunch of, you know, subjective variables, variables that, that can go around. But from a basketball, or not from basketball, but from a coaching and football basketball standpoint, I think when it's all said and done, like the ultimate thing is how many rings that you basically put up. You know, and I think it's that clean, clean and cut. And I think from when, you, when you're when you're a basketball player, you can talk about points, you can talk about errors, you can talk about so much. But I think from a coaching standpoint, it comes down to how many how many times did you get it done? How many times did you win it all? How many times did you know everything become you know yours? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think no matter, but the way I disagree is I don't care which sport you play. The, the coach that wins the most championships is going to stand out. It doesn't matter if it's basketball. It don't matter if it's football or anything. I think you learn the most from coaches you win with. I don't think there's a lot of a lot of wisdom to take from losing. Like, even though you don't, you know what not to do, you still don't know what to do. You get what I'm yeah, saying? So, and a lot of people disagree with that, but that's what I've learned over the years playing on teams, coaching teams, just different things. You learn the most from winning. You don't learn the most from losing. But, but you know what I was talking about in regards to where people feel like like coaches have some sort of impact on them that either helps them to live better, think better, yeah. uh, socialize better, and they play more of a social father figure to them. Mm -hmm. And they'll deem that person great. You know what I'm saying? If, like if we, if we all went back to our childhoods and say, okay, you know, this dude was great in his own regard. You know what I'm saying? And you, you'll classify that as like a, a great person, father figure, something in your life. But when we're talking about the professional ranks, I think like that's more where I align with you at, that it does matter about the rings. But I also believe you too. Uh, I don't think that there is a lot that you can learn from a loser. And I don't, I, people say that a lot, like you can learn stuff from anybody. But I think people who typically lose in life, I don't think that there's a whole lot to learn. Or you can look and learn at what not to do, but there, there's not a, a ton of advice that they can give you uh, to make you become a winner. Yeah, and that's what I'm speaking to, that even when you lose, you can learn what not to do, but you still don't know what to, to do. do. Yes. So that's what I was clarifying. As far as coaching, you got, it, it's going by the, the ranks, the championships, as far as coaches are concerned. I think it's different for players. I think that, of course, you always talk about players having championships, but I think it's a bunch of players that have no rings that's better than players with rings. You know what I'm saying? You could say and say mm -hmm. Robert Ory got seven rings. Charles Barkley don't have any rings. I want Charles Barkley before Robert Ory 
every day of the week, even though he's big shot Bob, I, I want Charles Barkley. I want Reggie Miller over Robert Ory. I want Carl Malone over Robert Ory. I want John Stockton over Robert Ory. Robert Ory has more rings than Michael Jordan. I want Michael Jordan over Robert Ory. But when it comes to coaching, I think that is definitely based by the championship. Okay. And then, both, did you have one more thing to say? Yeah, but I'm yeah. going to let it ride. I, pause. He said a lot of crazy things, but go ahead. I'm not gonna spare you. Say what you gotta yeah. say. Gang, I'm telling you now. Do what yeah. you gotta do, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm do it. it was too many. He said you wanted balls. He said you wanted. You want hear more lyrics? And I got it. Yeah. 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 You He's want, ready today. You want, yeah. you want, yeah. you want a battle? Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to? I bought two bones for you today. Yeah. 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 You got two too. <laughs> so, what you want to? Let me know. Let me know what you want to do. Let me know. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what you want to do, bro. <laughs> you know what you want to do, bro. This is so... <laughs> I... <laughs> got it. It's your birthday week. <laughs> Next week. Security. Next week. Next week. Okay. So before we wrap, the Sixers are trading Pat Bev to the Bucks, and Pat broke the news of his own trade on his own. Platform. So one, what do you think about him breaking his own news? And then do you guys think he'll be a good fit for the Bucks? Oh, one, I think it's phenomenal. I think last week we talked about independent media uh, yeah. being able, and we, we talked about where you can get stuff from Twitter, players directly don't think that this won't have an effect on other players who feel like they want to break their own news. Uh, and beat other people to the punch. And so from a from a business standpoint and from a controlling your own destiny standpoint and just being able to be a voice for yourself, I love it. Uh, but I, I tell you this, I do think that the Bucks have a real chance to go win the championship now. Uh, and I don't. I, I know different people have different opinions. I was going to say that too. Go ahead, finish, <laughs> for real. I definitely was going to say that. Nah, he, he, he's, um, for better or for worse, everybody believes like, the spirit of what he gets. This nigga, this nigga right here, boy, a special kind of individual, man. No. Yo, for real. No, not to cut you off. I I honestly was thinking that when when she said the trade because when we were talking about Hold Damon Lillian. And, and to cut you off. Didn't you pick them before the season started anyway? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's further guaranteed now because they was missing defense on the perimeter because I was saying Damon Lillard doesn't play a lot of defense. So bringing Pat Bevan brings that defense that they was missing from Drew Holiday leaving. But but to, to the, but they also, we talked about that dog factor, Pat Bev known as a dog. Yeah, And I think that whatever, whatever they were trying to get him to do in L.A., I think the Bucks think that they have enough pieces, uh, and, and I, even when I think about that, I think that as you as you hear about it now, maybe the dynamic between LeBron and other people wasn't the best, like the idea and the theory worked out. But I think the Bucks GMs probably believe that uh, he works better with Giannis, and he can bring that 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 dog mentality to to the Bucks to basically bring him a championship. I'm a believer, and um, and, and it carries you. I, I remember I watched an uh, interview a few weeks ago with Damian Lillard. And I don't know who he was interviewing with, but he was like, there, there's a piece that's missing. And he felt like him and Giannis had to do too much and they hadn't found their chemistry. And I believe that they probably sat back and said, hey, man, get rid of the head coach. Bring um, Pat Bev in or, or some other force to take the pressure pause off of him and, uh, uh, um, what is it? I hate calling the Greek freak. That sounds so weird. Giannis. Giannis. Giannis, Giannis. Yeah. Giannis is lit right now. I don't like it. <laughs> what you don't like? You don't about like it? Pat right. getting a ring. 
They always bringing them into the right situation and it's never like the right situation. When is it ever going to be the right situation to win a championship? Correct me if I'm wrong. Who did he play for last year? The Sixers? Yeah. Who was coaching the Sixers last year? You ain't got to do it. Doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coaching the Milwaukee Bucks right now? Mr. Doc. Doc. <laughs> Wasn't it the right situation last year when them two was together? Yo, I think he's going to come and fuck the locker room up. Patrick Beverly is a dog, like y'all said, and I agree, but he's one of them dogs that bites his own owner once in a while. Like, yo, my nigga. Secondly, Damian Lillard don't fuck with you, bro. You, you tried to diss Damian Lillard. He sent you home. Y'all had all this ins- uh, Twitter, Instagram beef. You Look, my nigga, Doc brought you in. I can see, but I mean, the season's almost over. I don't think you're going to make it through the summer. You never make it through the summer. You, and, and, and every every year through the summer, he gets traded. And I'm not saying in a bad way because you're a valuable asset to some team. But I remember last summer in the offseason, you're like, yo, bro, we're going to kill niggas, da 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 They can't fuck with me. Me, Towns, Ant-Man. It's going to be crazy. Watch when we come back. They think we're going to get bumped? Four days later. Trade it. <laughs> Go to Lakers. Trade it. Go to Philly. Trade it. We played. We just leave. We just leave. Philly. He's playing with somebody before that, too. He traded. You get traded. You're a nuisance, man. And I'm not mad at you. And I, the dopest part about this whole shit is that you got to announce this on your own platform. Start looking to this shit you do off the court. This You good at that shit, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> shit, is not into, shit is not equal in championships. All of this, all, it's not. You yeah, ain't Bruce yeah. Bowen, nigga. Boy, yeah, you're, okay. you're not. Yo, my nigga. Yo, what's my nigga name? My nigga, uh, nigga played for Boston, then for Memphis. Defense, nigga. Um, uh, nasty on defense. I can't, smart. Not smart. He, he retired. Smart, smart too. Um. I'm so mad I can't think of this nigga. First team on defense for Mad. Yeah. Tony, Allen? Tony, Tony Allen. Tony Allen, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tony okay, Allen. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Tony, you ain't Tony Allen. You ain't Tony <laughs> you Allen, ain't Tony Allen. You ain't Bruce Bone like my yeah. nigga. And you good. You good for this generation being annoying and being the, the defensive specialist that you are. Equal a championship. I think that me personally, I think that if Giannis don't like you, you out. <laughs> you know, you better go in there. You know, I can see you coming in the locker room talking about, you know what you need to do, right? I need to hold you accountable. <laughs> Chris Paul part two. First day, I'm going to have to hold you accountable for at least 17 rebounds each and every night. I need that from you. And niggas is like, yo, my nigga, yo, whose man is this, yo? <laughs> yo, Dame. I know we had these little problems, this, that, and third. We here now, and this is what we need to do. Because he is the ultimate teammate, you know what I'm saying? But I remember him saying this when he was with the Lakers. No, I, I, I went there and I told AD that he needs to do this. AD, I'm going to have to hold him responsible to do this, that, and the third. And how that work out? We see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't go in there with that. Yeah. See, a better approach for him to do is to go in there and get cool with Giannis' brother. <laughs> be yeah. nice to him become a part that. of the family yeah they yeah, like be, you there yo be a Pat Ambatatuko it's <laughs> 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 with the best bet you keep your job nigga <laughs> you <laughs> definitely keep <laughs> your job <laughs> Pat Ambatatuko <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Can you announce it? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. A Pat Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Patrick Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah. I, love- I see why niggas don't like us. Yeah. Yeah. People turn heads. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Antetokounmpo is crazy. Look, I'm just saying, look, this, this screams Doc Rivers all over it. What I will say is this. Last time I checked, Doc was one in four. I ain't going to throw him under the bus because we was kind of sitting there saying this shit about um, the Clippers when James Harden first got there. And they turned that shit around very fast, quicker than we expected. But 
Doc, you're coaching the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> you get $40 million from you just was on the sidelines announcing, bro. This is like, you got to, this needs to happen fast because the way I see Giannis, this is what I think about Giannis, my personal opinion. I have no fact behind it, is that Giannis is realizing his value. You know, I remember four years ago, three, four years ago, he said, yo, man, you know, nobody's better than LeBron James. LeBron James is the best. Nobody can run. Yeah, after that, I, I play, Kevin Durant. I, I, Kevin Durant's the best. And this is what niggas were saying. He could potentially, he might be the best. Mm -hmm. And now he's feeling like, oh, nah, nah I am the best. Matter of yeah. fact, hey, maybe that nigga out there in Denver, but outside of that, I'm the best. And now, not only he's feeling that on the court, but he's using it off the court as well. Yo, need my family here. I need that coach out. I need this done, that done. At the same time, the GM has a job to do. I don't think that Doc Rivers was a Giannis decision. And if it don't go that way, I don't know what Giannis going to do. I think he just signed an extension, so he's kind of locked in for a little minute. But, you know, that nigga threatening. It's, I've been to LA. I like it. <laughs> yeah. my, my, I heard the weather's good in Miami. <laughs> You know, you start throwing all that around in the in the towards the GM and towards the franchise, they'll start busting moves. But as far as Patrick Beverly's concerned, I wish you the best of luck because he does play hard. He is a good teammate. But sometimes you may rub people the wrong way. Pause. Not talking about me. I'm talking about teammates right. and camaraderie. Right. And before we wrap, that was one of the first things that he addressed. He said, I got to get my relationship right with Dame. It's time to win a championship. Oh, I said that. So. You, you was talking sp spicy with Dame. Right. Dame, Mr. Frito, he was on the sideline talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Mr. Frito. Then the next week, Dame bust your ass. Right. Then he sent you home another time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, I'm, to be totally honest, that is the best thing he probably said. Let me go in here and fix this with right. Dame now publicly. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, Dame, Dame from Oakland. He from over there from the Bay over there. He, he ain't with that sucker shit. Yeah. You know, Dame, I think he got to fix it, pause before he go in there. Yeah. Right. That's what he's trying That's to do. That's crazy. I said pause before I All said right. it. Fix it before he go in there. It was, <laughs> <laughs> was kind of wild. But, but, um, but, yeah, I think so. I have to agree with you, yo. Because Dame, listen, Dame, I don't know Dame that well, but the couple times I've been around him, uh, he's almost like a poker face, too, at the same time, pause. He's one of them, I'm never going to fuck with you, but you won't know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Very unfazed. Well, Maurice, thank you for well, being thank you here. thank you for coming in person, Bye. pause. We appreciate you. You're always welcome back anytime in Vegas. We're here waiting on you, bro. That's Yes. Uh, and I got you on here, Stat. Love you. <laughs> yeah. They, they gave me a, a hard time pause about not putting Stat on before, so. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah. all love. It's okay. All good. We appreciate you, bro. Yes. Thank you. Okay. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Uh, 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 like when they doing them two for five.